Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, a trauma-informed spiritual mentor, certified meditation teacher, and human design expert. I'm empowering empaths in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse, childhood trauma through human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. Subscribe now. This is Season 5, Episode 87, Why Human Design is the Key to Successful Relationships. Are you tired of struggling in the same old toxic patterns, relationship after relationship? Human design can hold the key to unlocking a deeper understanding of yourself and of others and to be able to connect on an authentic level, holding space, and just knowing how the other person ticks. So in this episode, let's find out how and why human design can help you foster successful romantic relationships. Dear empaths, I know I've been talking a lot about human design and again, just always wanting to bring it back to the basics because it can be a very confusing and just detailed system. So I'm first going to cover with you again, what is human design? Human design is a system that combines astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, the chakra systems, the science of neutrinos to give you your unique energy map. And this was downloaded by Ra'uruhu in 1984. And so it's very, very new, but it is getting traction and headway. And people are seeing it almost as equal or similar to getting that information from their astrology chart. And like I said, since it includes astrology, it gives you even more information. So the I Ching is the Chinese ancient astrology type energies that actually is incorporated in the feng shui. So it's a really ancient system that just covers the elements, water, air, thunderstorms, lightning, all, all of the different elements of the earth come and relating it to energy. And the I Ching is related to, as well as the zodiac, the numbers on your chart. So if you have your chart in front of you or you're listening and you remember looking at the chart that I sent you for free in your email going, what are all these numbers? That's what the numbers are. Essentially, they are the numbers that correlate to the astrology in your chart. So where that particular planet is, because the number is next to a planet symbol in your astrology chart, in your energy, as well as what which I Ching do you have in your energy map? There are 64 I Chings as, as well as what we call gates in the Human Design Center. So that's why you see all those numbers. And everyone has the same numbers in the same location. However, everyone has a different combination of which numbers are highlighted or defined. And the Kabbalah is that ancient energy system that connects with all of the tree of life type information. It goes again back into diving deeper into the gene keys. And then the chakra system is all of those shapes on your chart. Okay, so now that we got that covered and what human design is, 
And it really is just an energy map of your of yourself. And you can find an energy map of your partner. You can find an energy map. You can pull up that free chart for your children. And it helps you see just a little bit more of how they tick. Like we can't get into the minds of others, but we can get into their charts and see how their energy and different themes and patterns tick. So once you've figured out yourself, which we all we really can do is control and focus in on ourself to bring self-awareness and personal growth around the different areas in your human design chart, that then will create a ripple effect and it will ripple out into your relationships. And you might find as you get stronger and more self-aware and more mindful, that is when the narcissist discards you. That is when there is an energy break because they go, oh, she's not under my control anymore. She is really, or he is gaining their power. And I, I have to discard so that I can win, so that I don't lose and that I don't look like an idiot who is not growing as well and evolving and I've got to have the upper hand. So they discard you. They make you feel like you're the one that's not valuable enough, the one that's just not good enough. And in that very backhanded way, sometimes they can say different things like, well, we're just not working out or I just need something else. All the, they know all the phrases of how to break up nicely. They're not stupid. But what they really are saying is I can't evolve with you. I can't keep up. And your self-awareness and personal growth you're growing out of me, essentially. So this is, I don't know, like as much as it's so hurtful and painful, take that as a compliment. I know it seems so strange, but try, try in retrospect. And then for those of you who are in a relationship with someone who is healthy, who is not a narcissist and is not highly egocentric and does like to read books, be self-aware and have personal growth, this really actually strengthens your relationship and it contributes to a healthier relationship. So you working on yourself creates a ripple effect and they may not even believe in human design, but your energy shifting, therefore it shifts their energy into whatever they're into and they personally grow and meet you there. So there are a few ways that the human design can help you and this is why it can help your relationship be successful and number one is the first thing I just mentioned is that self-awareness that discovering of yourself understanding your type and strategy really is key like when you first discover it that's all you need to study your type and your strategy because it takes a while to decondition yourself from probably your parents type your parents energy blueprint that they've imprinted on you because we all are humans and we all think we all should just act like ourselves because we all have a certain lens we live life through. Well-meaning or ill-well-meaning doesn't really matter. That's just what automatically happens. So the first step is to determine and know what is your type. And this you can find. I can pull up your free human design blueprint. Just go to the link in the show notes and sign up to our empath healing community and you'll find that you're either a manifesting generator, a generator, those are the two majorities. So 37 and 33% of us, we all have defined sacrals, which makes 70% in total. And then you may be a projector, which is the other type that is 20%, a manifester, which is 9%, or a reflector, which is 1% of the population. 
And based on your energy type, this gives you your strategy for making decisions. Let's quickly run through those. Manifesting generator, you have two steps to your strategy. You have a vision, you inform, let people trusted know around you, do what you love and wait to respond. Respond to opportunities, respond to doors opening, respond to invitations into things, respond to people just saying, hey, like I really love this work that you're doing. Like, thank you so much. Keep it up. Like all of those we call breadcrumbs. And this is now applying to the generator. Your type, your strategy also is to wait to respond. So you're not just sitting there, right? You think, oh my gosh, like I have so much energy. I have this motor of energy. What do you mean just wait? You're not just sitting on your thumbs and waiting, but you are mastering whatever you're passionate about in the wings. You are doing it because you love it. It's a passion. You're mastering it. And then it just, like I said, it just oozes out and ripple effects and it'll be, it'll ooze out into your conversations and you'll be talking about it and people will be able to respond to that. And like I said, the response may be great feedback to harness your energy in a different way or the same way. It may be feedback that of a, a new opportunity, a door opening, things manifest to you in magical ways when you do what you love and follow the breadcrumbs. And just a caveat, manifesting generator is no better than a generator. We all have our different ways of quote unquote manifesting what we desire. Doesn't mean that if you're a manifesting generator, you can manifest more. I don't know why they're using that term exactly, but I think it's because of a bit of that initiating fire. <clears throat> but all of us manifest through our strategy. And so quickly now rolling through the projector's strategy is to wait for the invitation. Timing is everything. The manifestor's strategy is to inform and then just go do it. And the reflector's strategy is to wait a whole lunar cycle and yeah, wait and think on it for 28 days. All of these are like for major life decisions, but they also apply to our day to day. So each type, we all have our different strategy. And this is important to know because once you are dealing with somebody who needs to wait to respond or to wait for an invitation, especially when you're interacting with a projector or you are a projector, I think it's, it's really great to spread awareness to all of the generator types to say, if you are interacting with a projector, make it an intention to invite the projector into a conversation. Don't just assume that they can just jump in because they may be jumping in, but you may not want their input or you may not even actually hear it tonally in your voice. So once you make that intention to invite them into the conversation, you hear their divine wisdom and it's just remarkable. So yes, projectors, be patient in that interaction with the other. And if they aren't hearing you, you can try and I don't know if it's going to work 100% of the time but you can maneuver around this strategy and say hey I see something can I say something and it's almost like asking for the invitation it doesn't always work but it's always worth a shot when you're getting really frustrated that you're not being heard but it's also all about timing and patience and self-awareness 
So knowing that, see already, you can see how a toxic interaction, resentment, and anger can start to boil over when you feel like you're not being heard. Of course, we all want to be heard and seen, but once that you actually need an invitation to have your wisdom be so impactful, then you can figure out ways to be invited in. Figure out ways rather than just assuming everyone's going to be able to hear you. And really, it, it's about understanding others. When we understand that we are all unique and we have different energetic patterns, also, it always boils down to like a, your inner authority, knowing, okay, this person that I'm dealing with, when I ask them, hey, do you want to go out to the movies this Friday on a date, let's say? Don't take it offense, offensive if they say yes and then they say no if they have an emotional authority, right? Like, yes, right away. And then it comes up to the time where it's time to go to the movie and they're like, I regret saying yes. I just want to hang out and like watch something on Netflix with you. That could be really upsetting and triggering. You may feel like, well, I'm not valuable enough if they don't want to go out. And this more is in a healthy relationship than a narcissist relationship, but I'm just trying to talk through different toxic situations with somebody who has a different inner authority than you, but they're not also aware of it. So then they're, I'm talking about the emotional inner authority. If you're not aware of it, you're going to say yes automatically because that's what we do as humans. And then you feel through your emotional cycle about that and you're like, oh crap, why did I say yes? I don't want to do it. I'm tired or this and that. So becoming aware that you may be dealing with somebody who is unaware that they have an emotional cycle, inner authority, let's just get complicated about it, but they don't. So then you can still be like, okay, well, don't tell me now. Like, do you want to go to the movies? Think about it, feel on it. Don't commit to it yet. Like, let me know tomorrow if you want to go to the movies on Friday, right? Present that to that particular person that holds space for their inner authority and you'll you'll get a better response. Also, your expectations won't be so high or hung up on one particular committed event or activity. And you understand yours. Let's say you are a sacral inner authority and you start asking yourself the yes or no questions a lot. So really feel comfortable with knowing and trusting your intuition about things. So you can run through things and say, do I want to go to the movies on Friday? Yes or no? And what's great about that is you can, it's a sacral instant pulse where on Monday you might say yes and on Thursday you might say no, right? It's, so sometimes those things also can change for you depending on what happens, right? In, in your life and in your energy. Just, it's just all about awareness, right? How about when you're dealing with somebody who has an open root center versus a defined root center. The two of you are going to have two totally different ways of getting stuff done. And you may expect that other person to do something quickly or right away if you have an open root center because you have this pressure to get your to-do list done. You're amplifying a like, let's get it done attitude. It's the governs the adrenals and like how fast or how slow you move your energy. And so if you're amplifying, you always feel like you're on because you're feeling this intense pressure to always get stuff done. It's almost like an open gateway. It's never closed versus the defined has an actual motor cycle 
almost like a clock cycle of when they feel motivated to get stuff done versus when to just rest and think on things or chill. So if you ask the defined center to do a favor when you have an open, just expect it not to get done that same day. Whereas you, you're like, I have a to-do list and I get stuff done the same day. Like if it's on my mind, I get it done. And be mindful of that as well. Don't push yourself to have to get everything done the same day. And then that awareness comes into a relationship where that defined root center whom you're interacting with, just expect them not to get it done that day. And you can give them guidelines like this needs to be done by a certain day or timeline in order for this to be work or be efficient, right? So you can start to change your language about how things get done. And if it's not an urgent thing, then you just expect it to get done when it gets done. If that's in a week, in a month, in a day, <laughs> lower the expectations on when. But if you really, if it's important and there is a deadline, communicate the deadline, which goes to our other point about communication. Once you're aware of all these energies, you can then form informed communication to make really good decisions with each other in the relationship. And it, once you start to become aware, this will probably trigger a lot of arguments, right? A lot of conflict in communication. If you're, even if you're communicating nicely, kindly with deadlines, if you're dealing with true narcissist, then nothing you do, nothing you correct will ever fix the problem because you can only fix you and they're the problem. And as long as you are doing your best on your side and you're still triggering all their stuff and they're creating conflict and making you the bad person, you're like, wait, I was just coming to you to communicate very efficiently that this is what needs to get done this is the deadline and this is for, let's say, our children. Like this, this is important, right? So if they react like, oh, well, like, I just don't have time for this or why are you bothering me with this? Or yeah, yeah, I'll get it done. Or they're just pushing you off but never actually do it. You can't control that, right? So of course, things like this are going to come up when you're in a very toxic scenario like that. And just know that that's giving you information, right? It's uncomfortable, it sucks, it is what it is. They're gonna blame you, they're gonna try and make you feel crazy, manipulate the whole situation. So as you start to remove almost like yourself, your ego from your body, you'll be like, oh, I see you. <laughs> I see you as manipulating this situation. This is just more information on like, okay, well, I can't depend on you for this and let's say, I've already made a decision and this is what's going to happen. Let's say it's something to do with the children and it, it's a healthy decision and they're going to have no part in it. You just start to gain more information on how to deal with them. Less information, I guess, with a narcissist is better with children because they just, they just don't want to collaborate, right? So, but if you're dealing with a healthy relationship, Good communication is going to strengthen your bond. Communication styles of understanding how you speak versus this relates to the throat center in the human design. What you speak about, speaking towards the will center. The will center is all about the willpower to do. If I love this. This is such a teamwork, right, of a bonded communication or relationship. Let's say you have a defined will center partner and you have an open will center partner and you have children. 
who are both defined will center. Let's just put that case study out there. So this mother who has an open will center, by the way, this is me, who has an open will center, she needs to collaborate and bring in her defined will center partner to get her children to, let's say, brush their teeth or keep them on a timeline or a schedule for bed or et cetera. Like doing responsible things that are t- require discipline and habit forming in children. Then the strategy is to team up and ask the defined will center partner to hop in and just say the words, okay, it's time to brush teeth. Because no matter, <clears throat> sometimes, no matter how many times the open will center will say, it's time to brush teeth. It's It just doesn't have as much power as defi- the defined will center. And so what I found is teamwork makes the dream work in these situations. So using your human design knowledge with you, your partner, and your children can really form a way to make the machine continue to work properly and to strengthen as a team and to strengthen that relationship. Yeah, so this other last bit I'll just say is when your human design blueprint as well as your partner's, it really does help you navigate challenges because you yourself and you've studied, let's say, and your partner deeply and how that energy works. You can navigate conflicts more effectively like emotional solar plexus, for example. If you are open and you amplify emotions and really difficult feelings during conflicts or low points in a defined emotional center, you can just take a break and you can say, I just need to take a walk and we'll come back to this conflict, this argument, this conversation. We seem to always call it a conversation when it's a conflict. And so you can remove yourself from this amplified energy to dispel that amplified energy out of your body to clear your head, to clear your emotions, and to clear your heart to be able to navigate that conflict. Because if you aren't aware, all you're going to do is just continue to ratchet up the conflict. And it's that's no fun for anybody. So really understanding how your energy elements, your centers and everything, that even ties into like, do you have a particular channel that allows you to have very highs highs and low lows there's one i think it's called crises or emoting and this particular channel just even if you have a defined solar plexus ratchets up the emotions like the sky is falling when something's going wrong that's the emotions so knowing you have that channel also brings awareness and mental clarity like oh okay, I'm, I, I need to find balance and do some personal growth around this emotion of feeling like the world is ending when it's just a simple conflict. So knowing all of this in yourself, in your personal development and growth, and in your relationships, really, I feel, and this is just my personal opinion, is key on developing a successful relationship with whomever you are interacting with. Either with a narcissist, it's really going to test and almost be like a litmus test and you'll be more of a scientist and say, oh, okay, I see what's happening. I need to draw more boundaries. I need to file for divorce. I need to break up. 
I need to whatever, right? Or they may discard, I need to work on myself and forget about whatever they said and feel and really heal my inner self. That's that's the beauty of what these extremely toxic relationships bring to us. And if you are in a relationship that just needs work, then it will bring more success, more clarity and space because when a relationship that is not toxic but just needs work and there's like a disconnect of communication or understanding about each other I feel that knowing each other's energies and how they tick is like oh my gosh this is a roadmap like I don't even have to ask you do ask and you do communicate out of all this but it's like oh I know I know how to make this cog work and the energy just flows because you're using your strategy and you're being cognizant of their inner authority and all that stuff. So it's it's really fascinating and I really think it also helps in parenting. I, I don't know which way to go, you guys, so definitely reach out to me, DM me, or email me at ravenscottshow at gmail.com or ravenscottshowdm on Instagram to let me know if I should dive deeper into the toxic relationship cycle as far as writing a book. I'd like to create a book, a new one, and present it to a publisher, but I'm like really debating in my mind, do I go with, this is my generator, doing what I love, but asking your feedback, so help me and respond. Would you love to read a book more about how to navigate relationship with a romantic partner with human design or how to navigate a relationship with children and parenting in human design okay let me know what your vote is and I will respond and do what I love and write accordingly so all in all human design really strengthens your relationships and can create deeper connections and much more fulfilling partnerships And it is important to note that yes, human design is just one tool among many that contribute to healthier relationships. There are loads of books about personal growth and development. That is part of having a healthy relationship is knowing your worth, owning your worth, and then attracting that type of partner, continually growing together and learning in the emotional gym of life, as well as a whole bunch of different spiritual modalities meditation for one, Ho'oponopono prayer is another. I have a whole bunch in my book, Empath and the Narcissist, that really help you heal, but it does have a ripple effect into your relationships. And human design should be used as a complement to other relationship building skills, such as, again, if it's not a narcissist, totally narcissist relationship dynamic, then counseling, therapy, active listening, empathy and emotional intelligence and which we all know those typically are lacking when you're dealing with a true narcissist so be mindful be careful and start to learn about yourself and your human design chart if you want personal help in gaining clarity your authentic power back and healing to be rid of the narcissist for good, join our empath community and receive sparkle reminder inspiration every Saturday and strategies to heal from narcissist abuse. Plus, get your free human design chart summary and free 20-minute support call with me.
As soon as you're in, I'll gift you your human design reading with your type, strategy, and inner authority. So join now and get your reading within 24 hours. Now that you have your free human design chart that I've emailed you, and if not, definitely grab that by signing up the form at ravenscott.show. How do you dive deeper? How do you understand the chart? I just showed you a chart as well. And you're like, I don't know exactly what she's saying, but I'm listening to learn, right? And that's perfectly fine. So sometimes you just want to dive deep into your chart and know everything, but that does cost thousands of dollars in individual readings, which is totally fine if you have it. And I'm happy to do that. But if you're like me, there's only so much information that you can absorb in one session. So with the Empath Healing membership, you gain personalized on-demand videos curated for you and your fellow members to understand your unique chart. As you directly email me your questions, I will create videos to answer them and I'll email them directly to you. Then you also gain monthly healing group circles and coaching to cleanse your aura and harness your moon magic. And you gain access to the full library of narc abuse, healing information, human design library, and guided meditations. All of this you receive for the cost of only $34 a month to join the Empath Healing membership now at ravenscott.show or the link is in the show notes. I'm so grateful for you listening, finding the show, and sharing it with your friends. It would give a great boost in the heart-centered algorithm to rate and review this podcast if you are enjoying it. Take a screenshot, share it on your socials, share it in a text message to a friend that you know right now needs to be pulled out of the quicksand. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. I just wanna make it last Try to let go of the past I close my eyes, embrace the blast Sleepless nights and headaches stack Restlessness to hell and back What's my purpose, what do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack And sometimes you just gotta believe There's something that'll give you relief There's something that'll have what you need What you need we're broken, it's tragic, we're not all elastic, but maybe there's magic, believe